Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. Once I played a penny who just couldn't stop the beat. Yes, with roller skates on her feet. Because it's recently deceased A real cool mom Musical version of Tina Fey Tina Fey Now come with me and fly I am your host, Miss Carrie Butler Together you and I are breaking Welcome to Breaking Broadway. I recently announced the launch of my signature course, Breaking Into Broadway, and I have a super special offer just for my podcast listeners. Check it out at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. I'm back with the amazing Mandy Gonzalez for our side hustle episode. (laughs) So I'm doing this whole um, series on how important it is to have something Mm -hmm. else going on because I'm sure you have had downtimes. I mean, I've had like years when I wasn't on Broadway. what? Yes. Hello. (laughs) It's called being an actor. Yes. Yeah. And you are somebody who always has something else going on. I feel like you started that that coaching business, right? Yeah. The the theater business. Belting with the Beast. (laughs) Yeah. You had that. You you have um, writing. Writing Fearless, a whole series, which now has its third book coming out. And we have the books. My daughter loves Aww. them. And uh, and you would do all of these. You're always creating new con- concerts. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything of all of the other side things? Oh, my gosh. Do? I don't know. You know, I'm my brain is very busy. I'm always thinking of ideas. I'm always thinking of things. And I'm the kind of person that um, – you know, even though I think, well, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, like, I just go for it. And I don't know where yes. that comes from, um, but it's just this thing inside of me where I, I just feel like, well, if I don't do it, like, somebody else is going to do it. And then I'm going to think, like, why didn't I do it? And uh, really? I, like you, we go through a lot of rejection, but we had just spoken uh, recently on your other podcast about when I became a mom and... Um, you know, I had wanted to be a mom so bad. It was like beyond important to me. I I wanted that to be a part of my life. And I was very fortunate that that happened for me and my husband. And I remember after about six months of being home with her, feeling this need to, I don't know what it was, you know, feeling this itch. And I felt really bad about it because I felt like oh, I have everything that I want. Why do I need something more, you know? Before I had had her, um, you know, the last show that I had done was Wicked. I had played Elphaba on mm-hmm. Broadway and I was like, I'm going to take time and just be a mom and be with her and I don't want to do anything else. And then all of a sudden it was like, yes, you do. What are you going to do? And I remember uh, <laughs> talking to my mom about it, who was also a working parent. And uh, and she said, well, we're Gonzaleses. We work. 
you need to get back to work. And I was like, oh, right. Like, okay, I'll do that. So I felt like, well, I'll just get back to work. And I went in audition after audition uh, for things. And like I had said, sometimes when you're a mom and you are public about being a mom, you get put into a different category. And uh, Mm. in the room, all of a sudden, people look at you a little bit differently. And before that, I think I played a lot of ingenue type roles. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think um, I was getting rejected, like left and right. You know, I had a family and I had you know, things that I needed to take care of. And so I needed to work. And if I'm getting rejected and I'm I'm not getting jobs from other people, well, I have to create my own thing. And I remember not having any money and taking $400 out of my bank account so that I could hire a director and a musical director so I could create a show. Uh, 54 Below was going to give me um, one night, one night only. And uh, they were going to give me one night and I wanted to make the most of it. And I I put together a show and like you do when you put things out there, things start to come back to you. Mm-hmm. And from mm-hmm. that, I had a concert promoter who was interested in me and wanted to start hiring me for concerts. And that started to build up my self-esteem when it came to creating mm-hmm. my own things. And uh, then mm-hmm. I felt more comfortable when somebody said, oh, do you want to come work with the symphony? Do you want to come do this? I said, well, yes, I, I can do that. And then also at that time, I had a friend who was creating her own um, teaching platform uh, for her school that she owned in Buffalo. And Mm -hmm. I remember her asking me if I would come and do master classes and things like that, which I had never done before. And I said, Mm -hmm. yeah, why not? So Mm -hmm. I felt like, uh, oh, this is something I can do. And this is something I really, really enjoy. And I love telling stories and getting up and singing songs that I absolutely love. I love um, listening to younger people, younger artists, and giving them any advice that I might possibly have to help them. Um, I've been in this business a long time, so I feel like I have, I have something yes. to say. And um, yeah, and so that really gave me the confidence to to be an artist and to create my own things. And I I remember feeling that, well, I can't have that name of artist on me because I really, I I work for other people and I make whatever they create come to life, you know, but I'm not like an artist. Mm -hmm. But now with everything that I do, I I feel like Mm -hmm. I am an artist. So I feel comfortable saying that. And um, because I know what it takes to put yourself out there and, uh, and not have a net that you know it's there, <laughs> but really just having to leave. That's awesome. And and what do you say to people who say, you know, well, if I did, I have to just focus on, you know, getting to Broadway or, you know, this is what I'm meant mm-hmm. to do. And you're doing all this other well, stuff. Well, I think that doesn't change. I think it started for mm-hmm. me. Those other things kind of started when I was a kid because mm-hmm. of – you know, because of my grandma, you know, I took lessons and I did things like that. But then my singing teacher was like, you know, there's this club in Hollywood called the Cinegrill at the Roosevelt Hotel, and you should put together an evening show. And I think I was about 16 years old. And I met um, my musical director for that, which was Bill Schneider, who is still in Los Angeles, who is incredible um, musician and just arranger, everything. And I put together this show at the Cinegrill and 
I was terrified. I didn't know what to say. And my grandma came with like all her friends. My, of course, my brother had to come and, um, you know, all anybody that I knew. But I was like, oh, I like I like this. I like being able to do this. I didn't do that again until I did my 54 Below show. But I knew that I could do it. And uh, putting together that show is how I met Bill Schneider. And when I was in my first year of college at CalArts, my only year of college, I don't recommend go to college, everyone. But um, <laughs> but for me, Bill Schneider was uh, Bette Midler's vocal arranger for her background oh. vocals. And um, at that time, they were looking for, for new harlettes to back up Bette. And I didn't have an agent. And so Bill called me and said, hey, do you want to go to the open call? And I went to the open call and I waited in line with everybody else with my little like crop top. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so cute. <laughs> and that's how I got that job. And I became a backup vocalist for Bette Midler on tour. And wow. I completely changed my life. So you never know. Sometimes I tell young people, yes. you never know when you say yes to something, what that could mean in the long run. So just because you're 100%. like, I want to be on Broadway and I'm going to all the, you know, the Broadway camps and I'm, you know, following all the Broadway mm -hmm. people. Um, you never know what your path is going to be. Sometimes when you say yes to something that could be, Something else like, oh, but I can also stage manage and I can also do um, this show on the side on YouTube or I can create my own content on TikTok or something like that. It doesn't mean that you're any yeah. less of an artist or that your trajectory yes. is going to be any different. It just makes you a little bit more whole as a person. You mm -hmm. know, um, I remember one of my favorite classes uh, at school when I went to CalArts was the poetry class. And I think that, oh. um, you know, taking those kind of classes, taking a history class, taking things that aren't about just the, the focus, the, the Broadway goal, yes. things like that are, are so important yes. because it makes you a well-rounded person and a better artist, a better actor. Um, and so mm -hmm. when, when people tell me, well, um, I have a hard time doing other things besides this, I say, well, okay. Well, maybe that's not the thing. Maybe that's not the other thing. You can try right. other things. Right. Or, you know, it always blows my mind when people have gone through a, a four-year program and then they come and they say, well, how do I get an audition? How do I, how do I get there? And, you know, when I first came to New York, I went – I didn't have anything. Like I went to backstage. I worked at Dean and DeLuca, like bagging groceries. And I, mm -hmm. you know, auditioned through the backstage – uh, you know, newspaper. Yes. And I think mm -hmm. you have to be willing to hustle. And that hustle doesn't stop yes. when you get a job because that show no. is going to close and you're going to need something else. Mm -hmm. And yes, you may be going in, you may have an agent and you may have, you know, all these other things, opportunities that are coming for you. But it's so important to figure out how to um, create your own uh, platform. I say the same exact thing yeah. to everyone all the time. You're so You're so wise. That's why we're friends. <laughs> and also, my first thing I did was I did my own cabaret in New York City <gasps> did at you? 16. Where? I did the same thing as you. Oh, gosh, it's still there. One of those little cabaret places like in Chelsea or something. Or no, in, right in Times Oh, my Square. gosh. I think I know which one. Um, um, is it uh – Sydney Myers, I think he he ran it. Don't, don't tell, tell Mama. Mama. Don't tell oh Mama. Oh my God! Yes, 
Yes. Yeah, That's where I met old, Seth. Just like you. Seth Rudetsky. I was oh, like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I was doing something in, um, oh, I did Dance of the Vampires. And Seth's like, will you come mm-hmm. and do an interview about it at Don't Tell Mamas? And I remember going to Don't Tell Mamas and like being like, this place is great. But I did so many things mm-hmm. for uh, composers that were just trying stuff out at Don't Tell Mamas. And people would be like, well, you're not getting paid anything. You're not, why would you do that? And it's like, because yes. like I know all of those yes. composers to the, to this day. Yes. Yeah. You have to do things for free oh when you're gosh. starting out. Absolutely. Even now I do stuff, you know, like, come on, if I have the time, I know, I know, I know. I, <laughs> I If they are, you know, promoting it or something like that, but if it's a reading of a new yeah. play or something like that, oh, you need yeah, me sure. in the room yeah, sure. and little, I, yes. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. And sometimes that's how you yeah. get in the room. It is. It is a hundred percent. Thank you for sharing it yes. with us, Mandy. That was amazing. Amazing Anytime. advice. Anytime. We'll be back with Breaking Broadway right after this message. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So we're doing a series on how you can supplement your income as an artist and performer because a lot of us have a lot of downtime, a lot of dry spells in our career. And my friend Aurora Jolie, she has a lot of other jobs, right? Because you're a dancer from France. First off, how you started, how did you um, make enough money to even be here? Because it's so expensive mm-hmm. if you don't have family here. Um, yeah. So I worked uh, as a dancer in France. And then to be able to come to the U.S. and put money on the side, I danced in a lot of clubs. So I was a go-go dancer from like <gasps> 11 p.m. to like 8 a.m. in the morning um, Whoa. Mm-hmm, to try to make money. So dance on a lot of podiums with a lot of poles. <laughs> That's what I did to be able to come to the U.S. And, uh, and once I was in the U.S., it's difficult when you have, I mean, when you have a student visa first, you cannot work on a student mm-hmm. visa. So people need to know that. But also after when you get uh, your visa that allows you to work, you can only work. If I had a visa as a performer, I could only work as a performer of something related to dancing, acting, singing. So I taught a lot of ballet classes. I was a ballet teacher for many, many years. Uh, Yeah, taught a lot of many generations of of dancers. And now you started your own business. 
Now I started my own business, which is a holistic fitness and wellness studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Um, with, so I do Pilates. I use the Pilates method, Gyrotonic. Uh, I'm also a holistic health coach. Um, so just looking as a, at a, as a body, as a, a whole, uh, that's what I love doing. And right now, really wanted to have my own studio because I used to work in studios before, big studios. Um, it was very hard to go to auditions. And yeah. now I can make my own schedule. So my clients, they all know if I have an audition that I have to go to, I'm like, I'm not going to be here that morning because I have an audition. So we're scheduled and everyone is very gracious and it works really well that way. And I feel like finally for the first time in my life, I have a balance uh, and I can juggle both. But it's still, everyone knows, it's still very hard when you have, I mean, I teach sometimes more than 30 hours a week. Um, it's exhausting. It's again with my body all day. And mm -hmm. then I have to train or go to class, uh, sing more when you started, when you've been talking for eight hours in a day, you know, teaching it's, it has, it's not always easy finding the time to, to recover to and rest, uh, in between, but you gotta do what you gotta do. We That's have right. to be able to pay for my voice lessons. I have to be able to pay for, uh, my healers also as well. I need my own healers, uh, my chiropractors, uh, my osteopath uh, every time that I have an injury. So it's, I mean, you pay for your rent, your mortgage, everything, yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, all the actors, we all go through that. And we have those moments when you actually work. Yeah. Uh, and then, but, it's, but actually, those are more of the rare moments when you make enough exactly. as an artist to pay the bills. Exactly. Those are like when I get into Broadway show, I'm like, oh, I can, mm -hmm. I don't have to hustle as much. Yeah. I, I can relax. I, I don't have to go on every audition all the time. And yes, it's very, it's very, I mean, it's not easy. It's a stressful life. Um, but for me, it's always been like that and I'm someone also I feel at some point in my life when I was only working in performing auditioning it took a toll on me mm. it took a toll on me and you know the rejection that's a really great point are, even though it, this is like another passion about uh, that yeah. you have so it's, it's not 100% another passion yeah and so that is something that you bring to your auditions that's different because you're not as desperate and also yes. you have other interests exactly it's something you can't your self-worth isn't relying on whether or not you're in a show because you are bringing mm -hmm. i mean i know you're healing me like you're 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 really doing something positive in the world outside of performing it's exactly you completely uh i completely agree with everything you said it's I feel I have such a value in the world, being able to heal people, make them feel better. Because being an artist and being a performer with all these rejection and sometimes yes. the big yes, of course. Yes. It's so lonely. It's mm. so hard. And then sometimes you're questioning, what is my purpose? 
Mm-hmm. What is my purpose if I cannot share my my art yes. to other people? Mm-hmm. And but now having my studio and being able to, or even if you work to another studio, I have a lot of friends who are also just Pilates teachers at other studios, like I did for a long time. That balance is great. It really helps me mentally. I'm also not desperate in. I mean, I did a show. Uh, this year I did good speed for cabaret for three months. It's hard to, I left my practice for three months. I told my clients, I was like, but that's the priority at the end of the day. It is. So I told my clients, I was like, okay, so it happened. (laughs) Now I have to leave for three months. And you know what? They all understood because I was very Mm. clear at the beginning. And I'm like, go do your things. I sent them videos of like, you know, uh, classes for them to do. But they all came back. When I came back, they all came back because I think, and that made me feel so good. Yeah. In the way that I'm like, I'm really, I'm really bringing a lot to, to these people, and uh, they feel better because of what we do. And I can also choose my auditions now. Honestly, mm-hmm. I do not. Want, I'm older too. I do not want to do certain things. I don't want to go for everything because I'm not right for everything. Yeah. And also it's going to exhaust me. At some point, you just burn out. Yes. You just burn out from putting yourself out there. And Broadway especially is so hard. You have to be able to sing now musical theater, pop, legit, dance, everything as well, from commercial dance to jazz to be so you think you can dance like eight shows a week you know yeah yeah. um so having something else is just having another passion is so important and i think for our mental health as actors is necessary if you do not want to burn out if you want to be able to pay your rent Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's okay also if you don't go to that audition. It was not made for you and it yes. was not going to align in the universe and you haven't missed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to make choices and we survive a lot in this business. So if you want to be able to stay afloat and keep going and still be good at your craft because you need to be able to pay for these dance classes and for these voice lessons and for the acting training and it's hard. How are you going to do it if you don't have something else? And it could be actually something that you love. Yes. It could be something that you love. And you might have to do a lot of shitty job to be able to <laughs> go back to school or until yeah, you find yeah. it. Yeah. I've done yeah. all these shitty jobs and, you know, and they weren't shitty in the way because they, they enabled me to be able to find my path and yes. keep going with my career. Um, yes. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I think it's to also not be scared to ask for help, for help, mm. for help from other finding mentors, finding people. I'm more than, I mean, if anyone wants to reach out to me, like, please do. Let's talk and let's, if I can be of any help for a follow actor, I want to do that. I want to help you find your path. Oh, yeah. yeah thank you. Tell everybody um, what your studio is and how they can find you. Yes. You can find me in Western New Jersey 
It's a very quick train ride from New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's the Move and, Art Studio. Uh, yes, Move Art Studios. You can find me on themoveartstudio.com or Move Art Studio on Instagram. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And You're thanks so for making welcome. me better. <laughs> Thank you. You're a joy to have as a client, Carrie. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's very lucky. So thank you so much for trusting me. I really appreciate it. so much for listening. If you would like me to come to your school or theater group and give a masterclass or a talk back, please reach out at carriebutlercoach.com. If you like this podcast and want more episodes, please go to bpn.fm slash breaking broadway and subscribe, like, or share. Together you and I are breaking Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.